Blog Talk Radio. Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Uh, I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me, per usual, co-host of the year, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, what's happening? When did these awards take place? I didn't even know I was nominated for co-host of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, awesome. uh, um, yeah. I should have said best supporting uh, host <laughs> to make it even more official. Yeah. Hey, I want to take my mom. I want to take my dealer. You know, everybody <laughs> who made this happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, I, I'm, I'm watching the main event of Raw, watching the the 90 minute Hulu version now, or in the last hour and a half, and. Um, Boy, Raw is being, particularly, but the whole Raw and SmackDown, but Raw especially is being uh, buffered. They're being uh, buoyed by this NXT stuff because yeah, it's 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 yeah. filling a lot of holes. I'm not sure what would be happening if you didn't have Shane Baszler and the Undisputed Era and a bunch of folks showing up, Imperium and. Even 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 um, uh, Andrews and uh, what's his face to to you know to lose to man Flash like, Gordon yeah, uh, yeah. Flash <laughs> Morgan, Michael yeah. Thompson Michael Anthony Morgan Flash Morgan yeah. Webster there we go he's got he's got hurt um yeah even yeah even even those guys like help uh, you know fill <laughs> fill time and have a you know pretty Decent, intriguing matchup, and yeah, and finish. Which also makes me like it made. I made some observations about the UK crowd that I didn't like. I never really put together that a UK crowd isn't that much different than an American crowd in the Mm -hmm. fact that like if we if you go to a RAW in Sandusky, Ohio. They probably don't know who, uh, I don't know, Paul London, for lack of a better, for lack of a guy. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I, I just assumed everybody in that UK crowd was going to freak out over Walter. I just did. But, like, you can still be a local guy in a different country. I did not realize that until, like, Monday Night Raw, because they didn't go crazy for him like I thought they did. Yeah, he's not really. I mean, he's a European wrestler, and he wrestles over there. But he's but... UK-based. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I dig it. And, you know, and he's got that, like, Eastern European, you know, that German kind of gimmick, and they're playing into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so, I mean, okay. I mean, I, I, yeah. Maybe Pete Dunn gets a better reaction. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, 
For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, and she's been on the rock. I mean, it's not really fair. But even yeah. Becky Lynch, who's you know, Irish, but actually, it's the other way. Like she did a spec, yeah. and she alluded to that. But she didn't get a big. She got a rather tepid <laughs> reaction and reactions throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, it was. Uh, even though that's not her, I don't know. We we kind of broken format, but her promo was probably like my favorite promo of the week. Um, Becky's at the start of the show. Like, yeah, it just you know sometimes people just say things that make sense, and I don't think making sense gets enough credit. Like we always wonder, well, if you're the best, why are you going even Steven with everybody? The idea that Becky Lynch has has done so well that everybody else is trying that much harder and working that much harder to get on her level. I, I love that. Oh, sure. Somebody who likes coherent storytelling, yeah. I love the idea that everybody's getting better because she established like a new like level that they should be at. I that, love it. That's, that's definitely that. something like the, the Patriots or a team that's a perennial mm-hmm. uh, winners and or contenders can say that. Like, well, everybody's Absolutely. coming for us. Like, every week, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they want to knock off, uh, you know, knock off the, the yeah, was great. top guys. So, yeah, that was very, very sports-like and con- just common sense-like. I mean, sports yeah, aspects. Just sense. And shit. Whoever wrote yeah. it, like, good job for making sense. <clears throat> As I said uh, earlier, Excuse me, this is the East Coast Cast. It's Wednesday. Let's talk some wrestling. But first, let me go ahead and uh, give out all the pertinent information, all the ways to reach out and contact this show. First way to do that is to hit us up. Give us a call. Uh, Jump in line, and we'll talk to you live on air. It's called Hit the Constellation Lines up at 347-202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. And that's the first way to have your voice heard on this here show. The second way is to drop us a voicemail. A voicemail line gives you three unadulterated minutes of talk time, questions, comments. Uh, You want to rant about something? Got three minutes to do that. And boy, did our voicemail today take that all the way up to the line. The voicemail came in, it was like three zero zero. I was like, oh, did somebody get cut off? Yes. It was not done. But it really was like, oh, okay, no, I got I think I got my baby. I'll my boy. <laughs> so, again, hit the voicemail line, 415-787-5229. 415-787-5229 is the voicemail line. Uh, you can shoot us an email, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Make sure to market VIP or non VIP, whatever segment of the show you want your email uh, read in. Looks like we've got three, two, and two nines in the VIP. So we'll get to those in a little bit. Find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. 
at CEE Hawk. All kinds of conversation happening over there. What was the one? Well, the one about Gambit that was great with his outfit. Like, what are you doing? Like, how did so you like, not get the memo? Like, fam. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it. <laughs> Like with animation, it's that thing yeah. where you never know who's drawing what or what they're prepping because he does like change costumes a lot on the show. Um, okay. Like he has regular clothes. He does have like I remember like him and Rogue going out with like like a t-shirt and stuff, and he has like a ponytail. So they do that. It's just that thing where you never know. Like sometimes this country has been issued the the rights to draw this show. Oh, it's just. Again, the, the coolest thing about Disney Plus, and this is not a Disney Plus podcast, of course, but going back right. and looking at the decisions that were made on things as an adult, because you recognize that. It's so interesting. It really is. But, uh, no, yeah, it was literally Gambit heard from a friend that the island, or that Genosha was welcoming the mutants, and they wanted to go investigate it. So Professor X told Cyclops to send three mutants. He spends Jubilee, Storm, and Gambit, and they're all the like in different attire. And like Gambit just wore his armor and a trench coat. He had a kick pad, on a everything. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, on a plane. Like, and of course, this is way, way pre 9 11, but still, like, you're wearing body armor. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. See, you tweet too goddamn much. I, I, I had a specific one that was... Uh, a, like a response to it? No, 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 it wasn't even it? that. That just popped in my head because I couldn't think of the one. Oh, is it about that, Morph being the first person to have CT? Yo, I was like, who the fuck is Morph? <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait to watch the terrible end of Mystique. I'm like, who is this? Never watched the show. You're trying to figure out who he is. You'll go crazy. No, 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 no. I watched the show. That's why I couldn't. I was like, why can't I figure out who the hell this Marcus guy is? And then I came like half hour later. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe I wasn't there for the preview. A way less successful Harley Quinn in that he was written specifically for the show. Um, But yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, All right, I'm done. It's officially dark liquor season here in Texas. Um, so this episode is brought to you by Crown Royal. Enjoy. Every time I fuck with that brown liquor, every bad alcohol experience, it was that brown. That's what got you. Yeah. Yeah. Either I'm some kind of the brown or the or the literal Everclear. <laughs> it's one of the two. And it was yeah, yeah, guys. Well, E and J, that equal juice. That fuck anybody. I don't care what. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah. So those are all the ways to. Oh, oh uh, and Facebook, the last fashion to get at it. Find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash pwtorch east coast cast. Uh, join us over there for uh, conversation and articles and memes and yeah, connect with us there if you'd like. Um, so yeah, I mean for real, for real. Did, what, what you watched in the last two days, uh, you know, day and a half or whatever, could be 
the headline, like that we ask everybody that that calls in, like, what, what, yeah, I mean, the first thing you want. If our show was a Tuesday night show, it would be a different headline. But I think the headline has to be, um, and I have to be careful how I say this because you want to sound informed when you're bringing the news. CM Punk is back in the WWE fold. That's probably the way to say it. You know, um, WWE backstage, closing segment, um, close personality hits, and CM Punk comes out. To seemingly everybody's surprised. Smoke Joe, Booker T, Renee Young, Adam Cole. Um, and, and, you know, lets them know that he's going to be a recurring guest on WWE backstage. Um, the reason I would say that's the largest story is just, you know, my mentions, your mentions, the news. Um, you know, it was typically on the Torch Instagram, I only post news. Like, I don't post cool picture of said wrestling. I guess about yeah. the news people need to see. And that's my first post in a little while. Like, you know, because of speculation. Because people are like, oh, are we going to get a CM Punk match? Are we going to WrestleMania match? Are we going to get him talking that shit about AEW? You know, it, it just leads to more. So I just think him being under the WWE umbrella um, in a situation where you felt like in no capacity would he ever come back. Well, I don't think because we didn't do it because you know how money was. But people like he wouldn't come back. Um, I, I think that's the biggest story because Please say that last part again. I think it's the biggest story because that's what people are reacting to the most. That's people are reacting. Okay. Yeah, it's certainly. Again, like you said, timing is everything, and it happened last night. Last night, last night, like last night. eleven something p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that a weekly show? That can't be a daily show. Uh, I think it is Tuesday nights. It fulfills Tuesday, that, that Tuesday gap. If you just needed your wrestling. So yeah, I I I give that. The you know the, the, the thumbs up if I had to you know if it was my editorial call or whatever my call yeah editorially like what to go with headline wise on a Wednesday afternoon for sure it's now it's a matter now this now the conversation once everybody gets past the you know oh, you sold out and all that but sold out what like yeah that's I, I sort of get the argument, but then, you, like you said, and you kind of know, you know, if you're an adult, you know how money works. And you realize it's not like, did you get the feeling that, is, is Punk, is, is the, what's the narrative that he's just, that that's just, uh, he just sold out or whatever? Is it that he came crawling back to them? Because I don't even get that. It's, it's, it's a lot of things. And I actually tweeted that, like, let me actually pull up the exact tweet. Because I think that being able to type something like that out works out so much better than than trying to organize the thoughts in the immediacy. What I said was, maybe the most interesting thing about CM Punk is that he never claimed to be counterculture. But was thrust into that spot by people who were very much in favor of keeping the establishment wealthy. Um, You know, he was called 
counterculture by people who wanted the culture to survive. Well, Cam, uh, as I saw, yeah. his name is Punk, so. Sure, no, and I'm not saying he doesn't lend it credence and that he doesn't give you the idea that that's who he is. But, oh, uh, yeah, I just said he just wants to get paid and enjoy his time doing something. Like, CM Punk is very much in the business of CM Punk, which is great, and he's supposed to be. And if you know how professional wrestling works, you, you, exactly. you, you, all exactly. your sympathies should be with the wrestler. In this case, I mean, sure, they're dickhead wrestlers. And I'm not saying he's not a, a dickhead, like, personality-wise. But, like, what do you think he was, like, yeah, it's like, stop and think a little bit. Like, the same people that uh, want Vince, like, ousted and, you know, blame him for the state of the business will fucking go out of their way to lick his boots and protect him and yeah. in other situations. And I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and yeah, and what well, I said, um... Yeah. Yeah, I, I was talking to um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and we were, we were watching. Uh, I think it was a Total Divas commercial, and it was like and Ronda Rousey was on. And my friend kind of scoffs at the TV and is like, I "Can't believe that she gave up the UFC to do fake fighting, right?" And my response was, "Well, if you could make more money at a job that had less of a chance of killing you, wouldn't you do it too?" Like, CM Punk seems to have it made in that they paid him enough money to satiate him, which you know is not a small amount of money, to do physically less than he's been doing. Um, and, I, and I think that's what you want. I think that he's a smart guy and he's strategic in the, in the sense that he didn't show up on Monday Night Raw and sit Indian style and, not to be offensive, and to sit with his legs crossed. Um, and, and start spewing off at the mouth about how wrestling, other wrestlers aren't authentic, but he is. But he didn't jump back into that. You know, I think that he's okay with, I think he knows criticism is going to come, but he also knows how to fight off some of it. So, Travis, when you talk about what are the conversations being had, some of it sell out, some of it I'm happy back, some of it's dream match, there's not really one sense of anything, but I yeah. do think... Of, of more than any other time in history, you get less people calling somebody a sellout for taking a job because and all, all the people who would say that have jobs, <laughs> you know. Also, as a forty-year-old professional, um, ex, you know, twenty-year experience, whatever, all those t- kinds of time in accolades, uh, it's like. like the, the skin is thick. <laughs> you know, like, first off, with CM Punk, it was probably thick in two years into the business. But imagine, like, 20 years in, you're 40 years old, and you're like, I don't give a Matter of fact, you're still going to, he understands the psychology of a fan. Like, you're still going to come and watch me or pay a ticket to see me or something. You might call me a You've been yelling my name for years. Yeah. You right. watched me get beat up in real fights that I had no business being in. But the idea that I'm so entertaining, that outside of that, you can suspend all disbelief that when I come out here for 20 minutes a show, it's worth your money. I've convinced you of that. So I know how you feel about me. I know what I can do. Uh, maybe I'll ease into it. Maybe I'll just stay over here. Like, think about the demand now, Travis, for a CM Punk match. Now it's not, because CM Punk didn't come straight back to have a match. 
Like, he's a smart guy. Right. If he wants to do that, he found the right way to ease into it. Yeah, and it could be a year away. This might not be something that's uh, maybe not a year. I mean, we could, uh, you know, WrestleMania, they could have their eye on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Or or he could go, nah, because, yeah, you know, again, psych- the psychology is the fans are then going to go, oh, okay, you come back in November, and then you say, you're doing what you said, you know, what you were so upset about, you know, five and six and seven years ago. So I could see him going, there's no need to rush it. I could make, I could make this thing talking about his, the FS1 show worthwhile and make my, cause he probably has a, a price or, or, you know, like a, a, what they would be willing to pay him per match. Well, in six yeah. months, that could be more if he turns that show on FS1, which apparently isn't doing so great, into something yeah. that people watch. And I think he could. I think he could make no difference, but if he cares, he might. Yeah. And I, I would have, I would bet on him caring because, like you said, he's smart and there's probably a plan in place. And he understands the psychology of the fans. Like, no, if I don't come back, if I'm still, if it's May and I haven't wrestled yet, that's that's different. It makes people relax their shoulders a bit. And I don't know. I, I, it's a little tough to explain. So, but yeah, um, I'm back in the fold. I, I'm actually, and I don't know, you know, I don't know the authenticity of WWE backstage. Um, but I'm interested in CM Punk's thoughts on the current crop of wrestling. Like I, he is the type of person I want to hear tell me what he thinks of other wrestlers. Like it's a short list of of people, but I mean, really, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Ric Flair. Off the top of my head, those are the four people I want to hear about current wrestling. Um, probably Rey Mysterio, too, for a different style. But, you know, CM Punk's up there. Like, I'm curious what he thinks about what he sees because of the eyes that were on him. And, I mean, just his ideal and mindset, like, very curious what he would think about. Like, does he love Adam Cole like I assume he does? Does he appreciate Finn Balor like I assume he does? What did you think about Oscar? What did you think about Shayna Baszler? Like, those, I'm very curious about that stuff. That doesn't mean I'm going to stay up until 11 at night to see what he says, but right. if it gets good, maybe, you know? And also the um, nature of, to, of, you know, 2019, 2020, it's, I, I watch this thing on my phone and in five-minute uh, bites. If, I, I would if, I'm, yeah. if it was me, um, with, with the checkbook, Corey Graves doesn't get a podcast. CM Punk does. Like that's what happens. Um, and by the way, Steve Austin is looking to take everybody's job with this new. I mean, it's not a new because it's still the Steve Austin podcast. But this thing with him and Undertaker, I'm so curious. I'm gonna have to fight myself not to watch. That's a one-off, right? Is he's interviewing the Undertaker? Well, I think, but I think that's his new thing. 
I think that WWE brought him in the fold to do that. Um, it's like the Steve Austin podcast, but it's more of a, I don't know, it's less of a podcast and more of a sit-down. If, oh, like so they're taking the show, the USA show, like he would hang out with Baker Mayfield and talk to him for, you know, whatever, probably an hour, he's and they edit it down to like 10 to 15 he's minutes. And then they will go yeah, do, you know, like that. fun, tough guy activities mm-hmm. and shit. So they're just going to do the talk part, but then the sit down, relax, not a studio. All right. And if the first person's Undertaker, like, that's that's cool. The hell like, they, like this is like two years overdue. Remember, it was supposed to happen in like 2017 or maybe even earlier. So and I don't want to, even though I do think that's the headline, Travis, because um, yeah. I know we got stuff to talk about in like an hour to talk about it. I want to talk about mm-hmm. full gear. Um, you know, and, uh, AEW um, had their first TV built pay per view. Um, you know, to, 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 to very positive reviews. Um, did you get a chance to, to see any of those matches? I did not. Okay. Um, and, and neither did I. And that's probably a good talking point. You know, um, I can speak to reaction, I can speak to. Um, appreciation. I could speak to the weekend around it. Shout out to you know, shout out to Bruce, and especially shout out to Rich um, for for taking part. And I know he's going to get a chance to really speak in depth on everything. Um, but you know, we saw results. I think that the turn everybody saw coming happen with, and I did see that portion. Um, MJF turning yes. on Cody after a really like again AEW is going to have to, I think, build their brand on physicality. And the visual of Chris Jericho, uh, you know, cocking Cody back in the lion tamer, stepping on his head as the introduction to it, and then throwing in the towel, giving Cody the out, and then turning on him. Like, I think that that is a type of visceral storytelling that AEW is going to be able to do um, that, that pulls at the heartstrings of their audience. Um... And again, Cody just has a way of making everything he does into a big deal that I think is an innate quality not everybody can do. Um, and then you have Moxley and Omega in, you know, that, that 40-minute death match that I know is no longer – it never really was my style. I don't know if that's your style, Travis, but – You know, know if it's my style. <laughs> I just don't want to speak to your style. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's safe to assume that's not my style. Yeah. Oh, really light-skinned. So I think that, you know, there, there's a conversation to be had with, are they super-serving their audience? Are they – is this something that's going to stick? Is this something that can appeal to more people? Because the death match at my big age, um, knowing what I know about – you know, it's that, that ECW picture I saw like a week ago, man, of them all at a, a convention and everybody flabby and tired and beat up. I know that's from what they did between 98 and 2000. Like, I know because it is. So, like, I don't, that doesn't appeal to me because I'm worried about the person. But I, I guess what I want to know is, 
platform as a talking point. Is that something that's sustainable and appealing that can build an audience in 2019? Because the, the match no, started yes, with no. the crowd, and I have to say that, like the match started with the crowd. The crowd loved it in the immediacy. Yeah. That is absolutely mm-hmm. what's most important. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the yes. And see it, that's what's most important. It, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Is that sustainable? Is that what you no. want to do? No. No. Um, it is. We have just, we, 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 we know it's not sustainable, which we absolutely know for, for sure it is, it is scientific fact that that is not a sustainable style. It just isn't. And I don't think, you know, fucking hope. And I don't know what to think anymore because I think of the guy differently now and talking about Moxley. Like, I, I argued uh, on his behalf before and especially after that Lesnar Mania match that he wasn't trying to do, he didn't want to do all a bunch of crazy shit and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock was just being super un, uh, uncooperative. There's and different weight now, doesn't he? Didn't want to give him anything. They carry some different weight now. Now I'm like, he just he been wanting to do this shit all along, fucking psycho. And I don't, you know, and and I guess you be what it's just gimmick. It's like, well, then then I don't fuck with him as heavy as I as I as I did because it's one thing for CZW John Moxley, twenty fucking two year old John Moxley, to go out there and do dumb shit, but thirty two and thirty five year old John Moxley getting fucking real money now. I mean, there's no need to do that. Yeah. 
tweet your gift reaction when you see this. And my gift was like, this is idiotic. Like, it's stupid. It, it doesn't... I mean, it's torture porn. Like, it, it really is torture porn. Um, like if you have 18,000 people in the building, there's no need to do that. This is like for geeks that are getting 50 people to show up, and they want to get 250 people to show up. Yeah. So they say, and like, next week or next month, glass in the bag on a pole with the fucking spiderweb barbed wire gimmick. And then maybe 200 people show up, and they make a little bit more money, and they get, you know, $25 as a payoff instead of 15 but on this level, fuck no, it's it's geekery, and it's uh, I just don't get it. I don't get why they feel the need to. This is how we're going to differentiate. Like, no, how you differentiate was that main event or, or the, the the technical main event? This was an unsanctioned deal, you know, with Cody and Jared. Well, I think that, and again, and I'm going by clips and reports. I think yeah. I said I already said I didn't see it, so I, I can't be. I'm not sure, but going by what they bar respect, Rich and Wade and Bruce, and firsthand fucking, you know, uh, yeah, that main event, Cody Jericho, is how you differentiate yourself. Have a clean finish with consequences that you pay off a year or two from now and make it make, you know, make it make sense and and and, and, and matter and and a good. A good turn with MJF. Like that's how you differentiate yourself. Not with fucking torture porn. <laughs> Passion of the Christ yeah. back ass. Motherfucker like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, um, and then I think probably the, the biggest talking point, like from a from a perception standpoint, how Teflon are the Bucks and Kenny Omega because they continue to lose. Um, <laughs> they just keep losing. And where it's Travis, people would absolutely say they started their own promotion and they win every time, and how dare they? People would say that. That is not the conversation that we're having right now. I wonder, um, you know, if, if they're doing it to combat that kind of conversation. <clears throat> And if they are doing it too much, um, you know the Bucks were out of the first round of the tag tournament, then had a match to determine the best best tag team in the world. I don't like that. Like from a hierarchy standpoint, if you are not in the tournament to determine your tag team champions, you should not be having a feud based on being the best. You just shouldn't. Um, there right. are other things to have a conversation about, right? Um, and you know this is like like Omega lost again. Um, so you know I, I wonder what their trajectory is. Like those are probably teams that wouldn't be hurt as an act by weeks off, but the programming would hurt by not having them on there because those five, um, well I should say four, Cody, Omega, and the Bucks are who people invest money in this company for because they support their vision. So, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, it's definitely to keep that, that conversation at bay about, oh, it's your vanity project so you can be top guys. They definitely don't want – they were 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 22 when Jeff Jarrett was on fucking top in TNA uh, 15 years ago. 
and they probably they hated it then, and hopefully they remember how they felt. <laughs> now, now, granted, they could at least they have the ability and all the credibility to say they're better at what they do in in their uh, environment than what Jeff Jarrett was able. There were so many people that were better than Jeff Jarrett in '02 to '05 that in TNA that just made it even more egregious. Um, but yes, they're definitely uh, going out of their way to not. Not the uh, not get labeled as that, and and maybe it's too much, but I I, I get it. Uh, you know, and and they're getting folks over as a tag team. Yeah. So that yeah. that it, it's not like they're just out there losing. Like it, it matters that they're losing and you're positioning the people that are beating them for 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 good stuff. I would have liked this uh, <laughs> if uh, uh, private party won the whole thing. Um, I think if you're going to have them lose in the first round, the team that beats them should be the one. I don't know if you, however, you could re, re, rework it. They should at least run to the final. Even though they beat them in the final. Yeah. The tag title match on, uh, on Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, so, they're, so, sure, but they're not, yeah. they weren't, yeah. yeah I guess. Let's have that conversation with them quickly, though. Um, because I think that we've kind of I mean there's not a lot more to say about Cody, MJF, and Jericho Cody is going to make somebody else look really good and you know they're going to put money and time into that feud and so good on them Like being involved with Cody is a good thing um, because he has he has an artistic eye like, he really does like, like the Cody, well, Cody promo building up to him and Jericho it's like really good, and, and so I think that like this is exactly what you do for MJF. Um, don't want to slight Hangman Page and, and Pack for getting credit for what they did. Um, so let's talk about AEW, the fifty dollars price tag airing on Saturday night. Um, somebody said something really interesting to me on Twitter in that you do not change that fifty dollars price. Until it's proven it's not working. You don't do it as a favor to anybody. You see how long people rock with you, and then if it doesn't work, then you change it. I was pretty persuaded by that. However, at that point, yeah, once you do it, sure. I I can't see myself paying $50 for a pay per view on a Saturday night. When in the heart of a football season, you know, Travis, living where we live, where there's so much to do in the world, like, I, I can't see myself doing that. Do you think it's sustainable for a year if they run four shows a year? Is that the is that the uh, is that what's said? Is that what the is that what's happening for a year? Because because they're on TV. Um, thinking about you know them probably not running every month. With them being able to settle feuds on TV, just with four months, and I'm saying you asking oh, for $200 a month, where WWE is asking for 120 for more programming. Do you think that's the same? Yes. Uh, for a year, yes. To get, to get, to, yes. Because they're, 
I don't think the momentum for them, unless something just super drastic, like they lose somebody or uh, I don't, I don't know. Take, I think it would take a lot. But I think they're, I think they have a year honeymoon uh, thing, whatever that saying is, huh. with their audience, with the audience that's willing to go to. So my man Mike in Cincinnati obviously lives in Cincinnati. He's going to every AEW show. Everyone. And and all of them he drove to except Vegas and he flew. So it's and spends money. Went to all the four star cast, platinum bracelets, gold bracelet, all that shit. So they willing to spend money and travel and his girl has taken four fucking vacations in a year. Her job is like, fuck you. <laughs> she put up a meme. It was like me planning a vacation with 0.4 minutes of or hours of PTO time left. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's real. But their their fans are going to do that. Um, so they're going to yeah. be able to. I'm not going to say but they'll be able to get by sure. for a year. People want to pay that month, that month. I'm sure Rich knows where their next show is. I have no idea. Like their next pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, no, fucking Mike. He, he, uh, he, well, he got, I'm pretty sure he got tickets already or something. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, anything else on uh, on NXT? Oh, I'm sorry, not NXT, AEW. Actually, yeah, uh, without AEW, um, but I do want to talk some actual, like, wrestling, wrestling. Um, so two more matches for Survivor Series um, that are really interesting. So, update the, uh, the tag title match, or the... the the tag champions match. Um, the New Day did beat the Revival on Friday night to win the tag titles, which says things about the New Day and Kofi Kingston that I, I can't elaborate on right now. I need more time to process it. But I, I think on paper, and everybody kind of feels this way, WWE snuck in a potential match of the year to end the year. And it's a triple threat match with the three brand secondary champions. So oh, yeah. Intercontinental champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, U.S. champion, AJ Styles. Um, and so let's even leave out the third guy for a second. Those two going against each other in a singles match, I feel like you'll get an absolutely motivated Shinsuke Nakamura. Like you just would. Because AJ would not allow anything else. He'd call right. him, you know, the names you can't call him in Japan and really get him riled up. <laughs> He's AJ Styles. Um, but then you throw in the third guy. You throw in North American champion Roger Strong. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, again, I, I say this about him affectionately all the time. He ain't going back to that trailer park. He is not going back. And he's going to do everything in his power to show you why you can't send him back. I think that might be an amazing match. Um, you know, I mean, might, about and he might about it. If if 
AJ and Shinsuke specifically are are motivated. He gave very reason why Shinsuke would or should be. Uh, that thing is going to man. Yeah, if I was if I was Seth or whoever, I'd be making sure my match didn't come after that match. Um, how do you feel about all this triple threat? Every you know, five on five on five, uh, two on two on two. Yes, they all are. These triple threats. They are overloading the show. <laughs> this is WrestleMania seven, uh, sixteen all over again. Yeah, like again, like like Bailey's new direction is great. I still think this match functions better as no a one on one with Shayna and Becky. But sure, you it still does. Have that down the road. But this was great though. Like the way that like a, a triple threat works best when it's two heels and a baby face. So they've already got that psychology uh, working for them. I hate it when it's two baby faces and a heel, and it's just it's just weird. Um, yeah. But they also don't have the, the heels aren't buddies, and obviously have some animosity and want to kick each other's ass. I think uh, I I really like what they did. Um, Monday yeah, having her come out, having having Shayna come out, hit Bailey, but then Bailey get the cheap stuff, the cheap shot on on Becky, so she ain't no punk bitch, but she didn't get her hands on, uh, she didn't get to do anything physically, she still took the, the, the punishment from uh, Shayna, so yeah, I, I I really like that. I'm as far as build goes, that's like for me that was the most exciting. Like ooh. I mean, it's all exciting, I don't want to, but, but still, it, it definitely uh, made me sit up and, and, and look, yeah, we'll so, I mean, get into this for There's us. some really good stuff. And, and we, you know, two things, like, we haven't really talked about Velveteen being injured because I heard that. I can't confirm that, but I, I, I hope he's okay. But if that's the case, it's almost a blessing in disguise because, again, I, I like him not being involved in all this cross-brand Rah rah! This is who I work for. Stuff I love him as a singular talent, and I hope that he gets to be that. Um, on the same hand, man, I, you know, I don't know Tommaso Ciampa, I don't know Johnny Gargano, but I know that they want each other to do well. It sucks that Gargano's hurt and can't participate in, you know, war games. Yeah, like it sucks, you know. Um, especially with with Ciampa finally coming back. Like that's unfortunate, but you know, just 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 wish those guys the best. And I want to see, you know, you want to see friends succeed together. You really do. So I hope For sure. that, you know that works sooner than than later. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a stacked show, man. Like I'm really gonna have to be home for Survivor Series. Did not anticipate it, but you know. And going back to a few minutes ago, my man Mike and Cincy's going to the Dynamite show in Indianapolis <laughs> the twentieth. So, yeah, like, goddamn, if you're in the Midwest, <laughs> what a nice little, you definitely uh, get to everything that's AEW. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's strategic or but they haven't been on, and they've been around six damn weeks on TV, so I don't give them too much crap. But, you know, they like, fuck the coast. We get there. Well, they, they, they hit up Philly and Boston. They started there, but then they immediately went, uh, went to the middle of the country, so. Good for them. 
All right, let's uh, let's open this thing up. Um, let's uh, you know what? Hey, let's uh, head out to Phoenix and talk to Brian, and then we'll read some emails. Brian, what's going on? What up? Thanks for calling. Hey, Trav. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, Cam, I hope you both have a real good night. Uh, and I always appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Um, so wrestling, what a day. And then just personal, what a day. It's been a pretty uh, busy. But I always say that I, you know, I'm always pretty fortunate, uh, Cam and Trav. You know, I can sit here and call East Coast cast and have a pretty good life. So all, I'm fortunate when I look back at it. It's been a pretty busy day today. Um, I won't keep you on very long, but... Cam, I'm going to ask you a question, and I already know your answer, but I think it needs to be addressed again. And this is a wrestling, okay. a wrestling question, by the way. So, but it's more, of, and it's a life question as well, Cam. So, Cam, um, you know, you uh, talk a lot about yourself, and you work in a professional office setting. Is that correct? I do. Okay, and in your office setting, is it uh, is it majority women? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I work at a college, so it is majority women in administration, yeah. And are they mostly, like, uh, older women than you or, or younger? Or no, it's like a probably diverse, a diverse mix of Um, I would say, you know, Brian, I'm, I'm 33, now I'll be, I'll be 35 in five weeks, or 34 in five weeks. Like, I'm still I'm pretty middle of the pack now. Um, there, there are people who are younger than me. Uh, most of them are older, but not by a lot. So I'm, I'm pretty middle of the pack now. Okay, so I'm just kind of loading a question, but so we talked about this about a year or two ago, and this always kind of comes up around Survivor Series. <clears throat> so, Cam, I asked you this before. If a person um, came into your place of business, again, I know this is a college, so professional, and they kicked the fight or wanted to start a fight with a fellow coworker, I could really, if I don't like that person who's sitting next to me, that's between myself and themselves. But if somebody came into my place of business, I work in a professional place. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still at work, by the way. If somebody came in and started trying something with that person, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna help my I'm gonna help my coworker out, and that's oh, non-negotiable. Yeah, we had a conversation. Uh, I don't even think it was a year ago where I was working. I was working a part-time gig, and I was. And it's funny, Brian, that you acted like this because of who the person was. I was working a part-time gig. And I was refereeing for a dodgeball league, like an adult dodgeball league. Mm-hmm. The guy keeps barking at one of the three reps. And he's like, yo, you can't call him like that. Yo, that's BS. You can't let them talk to you like that. Don't let them change your call, this and that. So I was already mad because I don't, like, really, you know, we're adults. And you know me. I got, you know, short names on us. I don't take shit off nobody anyway, right? So the guy who's doing the barking is a referee. It's just not his night. He refs a different sport. So normally with players, I'm just like, hey, you got to be cool. Hey, chill out. I took him aside after the game for 10 minutes and told him he can't talk to her like that. And he kept trying to walk away, and I wouldn't let him. I was like, no, fuck that. You can't say that. You can't treat her like that because you know the ills of his job. And he quit because – you know, because I pressed him because I don't play that. But absolutely, I'm always going to side with my coworker, even against a coworker. <laughs> so, yes, right there with you. So that's how I love all the Survivor Series stuff, too. Now, I might have a problem with my with the person against it, that's away from me or a couple, whatever it is. 
But if somebody comes into our business and, and wants to start something with them, they're going to deal with me as well. If at a minimum, Cam, and Trav too, of course. And Trav, I'm not trying to uh, take you out of the conversation. But yeah, no, I don't have a if, job. If, if any, so, you know, I'm not a professional <laughs> person. I definitely don't understand this. I don't want to bring that up. Uh, I don't want to bring that up, Trav. But I know you don't. You're not an employee right now, and never have been since you moved to uh, Austin. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's why I, I lump Survivor Series stuff as well. I know wrestling. You know, and the, the ultimate goal, for the most part, and this is a whole other conversation. What the ultimate goal of wrestling is is to win championships. There's a sidebar to that. There's also, you know, to uh, if there's conflicts, the squash conflicts, then you go for a championship. Or there's always been back in the territory days, there were people like Abdullah the Butcher or um, um, Jose, uh, God, man, Jose, um, the guy from uh, Okay, I'm thinking of his name. Um, Jose LaDuke. Joe LaDuke, bro. Jose LaDuke or Joe oh. LaDuke. Their okay. job was just to be enforcers or go in there and just, you know, kick somebody's ass. So they weren't worried about championships. They were just there. They were just uh, higher hit. Anyway, so, um, I just want to bring that back up for Survivor Series time, Survivor Series time, because I'm just it's me always kind of listening to these audio and people like, well, why are all of somehow why now all the SmackDown guys are working together? Because somebody's coming into their house, you know. We can we'll sell our stuff later on, you know. Let's give it to the NXT people. So I just want to leave that part there. Well, Brian, and really quick, like not 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 to, not to cut you off, because I do agree with your point. My thing would be, I'm not just going to defend a coworker in November, you know, like. WWE does not have an ecosystem where people randomly show up at random times and two people who might not get along have to decide that that's who they're not messing with. I think that's the bigger problem Mm -hmm. where everybody gets a hall pass or everybody gets senior lunch to where they can go to the other school's campus. I think Mm -hmm. if it was more of a living, breathing thing, when you had to defend territory like that, I think people would be more receptive to it. I can, I can, I can see what your point is, and I can agree with that point as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'll leave yourself with a wrestling question, and I'll hang on and listen, and I'll, of course, send an email to Trav to the exclusive VIP portion of the East Coast cast, and I hope you both have a real good night. So when I – you know, I just dialed on a few minutes ago, but I heard uh, – Cam, you're talking about how you have to really watch the Survivor Series because there's some pretty interesting matches coming up, and I totally agree with you. Oh, you know what? Let me do a sidebar before I say that. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow that uh, Charlotte Flair beats Bailey for the SmackDown women's title so that for her into that Shayna Baszler and Becky, Becky Lynch. I can see that happening. <laughs> Yo, I fucked somebody up. They did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put that out there. Um, but in, um, I am really looking forward to this AJ Styles Nakamura um, Roderick Strong match. Now, the old wrestling geek of myself, you know, growing up watching wrestling, if there was like, if there ever been like the Intercontinental Champ versus the U.S. Champ back in the late '80s, you know, when I first started, when um, I first started really getting involved in wrestling, I would have, you know, freaked out as a as a as a young person. But to see these three wrestlers, and again, have the North America title and then the U.S. and IC, like I just mentioned, champions uh, all going against each other is one of the things I really like about wrestling. So I'm not sure if you talked about it yet, but if you want to pick a winner for that, I'll hang on and listen. And I'm just well, uh, really looking forward to it. I'm sorry? Yeah, we'll, we'll hold on to that. But I also want to ask you, Brian, uh, did you get Disney Plus? And if so, what was the first thing you've watched? And if not, what will be the first thing you watch if and when you get it? 
So um, we talked about this a couple of months ago because Rich had Rich was the one who told me about how if you sign up like the deal, the three for fucking ago, four or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you uh, you like a free year if you sign up for for three years or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I signed up then. So I I logged into my account late yesterday because I mm-hmm. worked all day yesterday. And I haven't watched anything yet. So I saw the X-Men, that original X-Men cartoon. I, I saw the chatter about that, and I really want to watch that because it's been such a long time since I've watched that. And I was a huge X-Men comic book guy. I mentioned that part. But then, I, I actually, the thing I would probably watch first, this sounds horrible, I think I'd probably watch first. The thing I would watch first, I think, would be Captain Marvel, to be honest, because there's some parts of that movie that I kind of, I kind of dozed off on, and I never went back and watched it again. So to be completed. I have a follow-up question for that. Are they still sending you checks for being the stand-in for Crow Number Two in Song of the South? <laughs> oh boy, I tell you. So, uh, <laughs> we had a me and my roommate were talking. I'm swear, I'm swear. Look, I'm sorry. We have a Song of the South poster. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. Roommate was like, "Yo, yeah, can I hang this up?" I was like, "Yeah, no, go ahead." Um, so we're like, "There's no way," because I was showing them the, the the disclaimer for the Jungle Book. Like, this has some culture and sensitivities. It was made at a different time. Shut the fuck up. Don't complain, you fucking lefty fucking assholes. Basically, is what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they're gonna have. Uh, the song of the South will never show. Like, that's not, it's right, not like they, stopped, they, they never putting that VHS out. Like, they didn't, like, a long time ago, yeah. they stopped. Uh, like, I think, <laughs> like, Zippity Doodle with the Cosby's on the Disney commercial was, like, the last major song of the South mainstream thing that they, recognition they got. Yeah, whatever tune they got Walt Disney in, he was holding. Um, a cross that's burning with the same oil they got at JFK's funeral plot and a VHS copy of Song of the South. Like, that's the last two. <laughs> that you're gonna find. Yeah. So, so, and, and yeah, so ask your uh, question real quick because I did kind of forget after all that. <laughs> now, um, one thing I will say is that um, for Pixar movies, the only Pixar movie I've seen was Toy Story. I saw the end theaters when it first came out. So any of the cars, the Incredibles, None of those toy store, none of those Pixar movies I've ever seen before. So at some point I'll go back and start watching some of those. But my question again was about um, you want to talk about um, Styles Nakamura Strong, and that's really right. it. Thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate you as always. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate wow. it. Have a good night. Same to you. Whichever one like you deal with who actually appreciates your time, like doesn't just want you for your body, that's who you watch up with. Watch up with her. The woman who's just trying to take, you know, what you have to give, don't watch up with her. You don't need your soul ripped away. Um, <laughs> Travis, in my head, I've been trying to create, like, the perfect mid-card three-way between the olden day three-way, like, the olden day big promotions. And this is mm-hmm. what I came up with. Okay. I see Shawn Michaels... U.S. champ Eddie Guerrero, ECW TV champ RVD. 
Yeah, that, that sounds like a tremendous match. Um, I, I'm <laughs> back in the day though, and you have a guy from like '97. Could you imagine? I mean, R.I.P. to Eddie Guerrero. So I don't include him in this conversation that I'm having right now. But boy, are smoking and popping some pills after that match. After they give you a smooth 37, 38 minutes, RVD and HBK are wilding out after that match. Ooh. Yeah, I would I would think more. I, when, when Brian brought that up, I'm like, who? Or when it came up early, I was like thinking in my head, like who in the – you know, when, you know, somewhere between 85 and 89, it wouldn't have mattered if you had told five to nine-year-old Travis uh, it's going to be uh, 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 Piper versus this person or Don Morocco versus – it would have been, well, that – like the U.S. champ, no matter who it was, even if it was Ric Flair, I'd have been like, oh, watch your man going to win. Because I was just smart. <laughs> Those those guys were to me minor league, even though they weren't. They were a fucking functioning adult. I could, even as a teenager, I think I recognized like, oh, that was I was just being. You know what the biggest difference was? They let cruiserweights win the U.S. title in WCW. Like that was their ceiling, you know. Um, a Dean Malenko was U.S. champ and a fucking great one at that. But um, but yeah, um, but damn, RV. That BB champ RVD IC champ hell if I can be real for a second champ champ Randy Orton and US champ Eddie Guerrero man <laughs> they are tearing some shit up oh man that, that's gonna be a place yeah and it's, and to address Brian's specific question. Um, yeah, just rewind like 20 minutes <laughs> before you jumped on. We had a whole yeah. conversation about that match. Um, so is it D plus and bus now? Is that is that the is that what is that what we're going with? No, we're going with D plus and shut the fuck up. We are not listening. We got no, we got to Disney plus. We not Disney plus. Definitely not fucking doing Disney Plus. Shut <laughs> down and you learn something. You get in touch with your feelings. Don't touch me when Dumbo's on, okay? Don't do it. When Oliver and company hit that damn high note, I don't want to see nothing. No, no titties, no ass, no nothing. Go away. Nope. A lot of we'll a lot of this, a lot of this, this stuff I'm going to be seeing for the first time because, like Brian, like you I didn't see. I didn't see any of those Pixar uh, movies. Um, I saw a decent amount of the Disney movies. I think uh, Beauty and the Beast, I think that came out in 92. I remember seeing that in the theater with my mom. That was probably about the last time I would have cared about Were Disney movies. Out? Yeah, and I just never, like, nostalgia never brought me back to, to see. Maybe it will now, yeah, you know. I haven't seen Frozen. Like people keep telling me about this Frozen. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure it's fire. But I don't know none of, nothing about any. Oh, oh, Lion King and we, when my brother was born in '93. So Lion King and Pocahontas got a lot of run in the mid '90s in my crib. We had VHS. I do, yeah. It's your brother's so, old, Travis. 20, and Toy Story. He's 20. I think he'll be 26 at the end of the year. Okay, my sister's going to be 27. So I used to know Lion King word for word. Like, okay, yeah, no exaggeration. Yeah. Yeah. But you were also not 
16. <laughs> you know? No, 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 like, I wasn't, but I would still not watch that on my own. You know what I mean? Like, it was my little sister, really. It was 94, so I thought I was a cool nine-year-old. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, these are her tapes, not mine. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, they like, were. Yeah, you missed the Pixar stuff. I'm telling you, man, if we got to have, like, a homie night and we can just, you know, watch up on different couches, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think I've seen pieces of oh. the first Monsters, Monsters, Inc. or something. Monsters, but, Inc.? Oh, yeah. God. They, but that's they, about they, it. They snapped on the movies. And then we can, like, you're the last person I want to see Toy Story 3 because I know well, you're going to side the bad no, it was the it was oh. the fucking best because we watched them back to back. And Story Story Toy Story Two was a bunch of garbage. I was like, this is shit. And I was like, y'all want to watch another one? Man, I'm glad I sat there and watched me and Steve having and me, Steve and Josh <laughs> having. Uh, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, so they just doing human trafficking and kid movies now? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what no, a way um, to tell that story. Not that you should have asked me, but, um, you know, Darkwing I'm really taking credit for Darkwing Duck being, like, the trending show on the network. I'm taking credit for that. um, Come out of here. We don't watch that shit. Yeah, that shit's fine. It was bad. Is it? Is Um, it, though? Because I haven't, like, the stuff I actually watched as a kid growing up, like, I watched Darkwing Duck, I watched Chip and Dale, um, all that kind of stuff. But I, but I thought as an adult, like, oh, well, the first thing I'm going to want to watch is, well, the first thing I actually technically watched was Avatar, uh, but, um, but you're I, the but, one but, person. Yep. Yep. And fuck, and fuck everybody else that said that, 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 that would turn their that would turn their snobbish nose up to the one of the greatest films. And I would say that not movies, one of the greatest films. <laughs> Shut up. Why would you? Why would you turn on? Not you, Travis, but why would somebody turn on Avatar when Pocahontas is on the same app? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Kind of All those, all those. One has round people. Yes. One. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah. No rebuttal. Um, but yeah. But as far as like going back to watch, it was yeah, it was X Men. I was like, oh, I gotta watch. I gotta watch X Men. And two episodes in, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is hard to fucking watch. <laughs> like, the, okay. the, the conversation they had headed to the, when they followed the Sentinel and Rogue's, like, telling, it's like, because they have to get their experts, they have to tell what people can do, but they do it in this heavy-handed exposition, like, where Rogue's like, yeah, that's why my first boyfriend in the testament yeah, is going to come through. Like y'all never had this conversation. Why are y'all having this conversation now? What I appreciate as an adult is that you realize Night of the Sentinels was their first field mission. Like it was the first one. And so now you're like, oh, y'all were just trash. Yeah. You got better over time. And Wolverine, what? Like, how how could he allowed to be on anybody's team? You need that to mm-hmm. go. I don't know about how good he is, like fighting and stuff. Like you're killing the cohesive cohesion of this fucking <laughs> unit, they explain, man. They explain that like for four episodes in with Sabretooth. 
about why they want to give Sabretooth the chance because they did the same thing with Wolverine. Like, it's absolutely uh, true. But Wolverine, imagine your middle linebacker, I do what I want. You'd be like, you're off the fucking squad. Like, this is not how this works. Well, yeah. I do what I want. He punched him in the stomach. Talk about insubordination and then said next time. And then said, next time I'll use these. Like he assaulted a superior officer or whatever, commanding officer, and then threatened to kill him. Yeah, like immediately like, after, yeah. they just had a team member die and another That's it, Yeah, yeah, and they had to kind of fill you in on that. I like that. Was actually yeah. Awesome. Um, but, and real quick, we can take a call and do some emails before we, you know, the last 25 minutes. Um but I then went, I was like, okay, enough with X-Men. What do I actually really, really want to want to watch? And I've been hearing, there's a podcast called Every Day by Sci-Fi. Now it's, they're doing everyday horror. But for the month of like September or whatever, back in the summer, spring or summer, they did everyday animation. So 30 days, or 31 days of the month, <clears throat> different episode about um a cartoon and somebody would come on and talk about a car. Well, one was gargoyles, and I hear people talk about it all the time. And then, but, one, but they go a little bit, it's like a bit of a deep dive into the characters and, and all that kind of shit and societal yeah. implications. I was just like, what? This show sounds fucking tremendous. It sounds like, like one, how did it get on air? And then they explain, like, yeah, yeah, by season two, they talk about, like, by season two and three, it's really a different show, and it's and it's uh, they talk about how <clears throat> the writing team changed, and they just weren't allowed to do certain things. Like they they weren't it was under the radar. Dark show, like yeah. And then I it got like, lighter. Like it was like basically Ninja Turtles one and Ninja Turtles two. Uh, yeah, like it's an amazing show. And um, Baby so I watched two episodes of that as like a great voice actor, but he's one of the very best ever. He's amazing. Who? Yeah, Keith David. Um, oh, okay. Who you know? Well, yeah, yeah, I know the name for sure. I just can't Goliath. He's Goliath. Okay. So, yeah, so I watched two episodes of that. And I was like, oh, before I go to sleep, what can I watch? Fam. Uh, Silver Surfer from... Like, you could, it's so, like, 1997. You could tell they had That's some money. entertainment, I'm sure. Yeah. Some budget, you know, to do this with this new kind of CGI technology. Like, it's what... It's what Thundercats, no, 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 no. Transformers, late 90s Transformers was, the entire animation was this. Uh, uh, Silver Surfer, it's only Galactus and the cosmic stuff gets the really, at the time, cutting art, cutting edge uh, uh, CG or whatever. And it's just mixed mismatch of, of, of animation, but because it's Silver Surfer and Galactus, it's like out of this world is really kind of kind of deep. Also, guys, please watch The Mandalorian. Especially yeah, if you don't it. like Star Wars. Please watch The Mandalorian. It's just no. a good show about a bounty hunter. Oh, I'm, I'm watching it again tonight for the third time. So amazing. Mike, I watched Mandalorian three times already. I was like, I don't care. And then he goes to show me the, the rating. Nine point is a nine point two out of ten average rating. That's all. We know he was watching it in twenty twenty two and nobody cares about it anymore. We know. I know. Money, money we should know that. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's uh read one of these emails. We've got uh Rashad chiming in from um 
I don't know where he's chiming in from, but Rashad, he chimes in. He says, what's going on, guys? Uh, only one topic today, WWE Backstage and CM Punk. So I heard about WWE Backstage having horrible ratings the first week, so I thought I'd check it out to see if it was that bad. My opinion of this week's show was it was actually decent. And then the end comes, and here comes CM Punk. Definitely a surprise. So, I'm, so my question, is Punk going to be there for a ratings boost, for a, as, a, as a ratings boost for backstage, or do you believe he will make his way back to the ring with Survivor Series being in Chicago? Uh, thanks, fellas. I'm going to say both, but not a month in. I'm not going to say nothing for Survivor Series. That would, that would. Uh, what do you say? Yeah, I think he'll be a part that. of the, like the pre-show panel. I wouldn't even be surprised if he didn't oh, yeah. call one match, but physicality, maybe a standoff with somebody. Um, who wouldn't love a standoff with him and Brock Lesnar because of what that'll do to that portion of the fan base, you know? Um, but actually wrestling, of course not, um, but he'll be in the building, of course, because people will, will get their free network subscription <laughs> to see CM Punk. Um, in Chicago, yeah. so yeah. Which probably yeah, so, moment, yeah, but again, it's it's for ratings for that backstage show, and and I'm and it's probably down the line. I can't imagine they yeah. and Punk himself doesn't have an eye on sometime. Down I like Booker I like Renee Young. I don't mm-hmm. see how backstage can be a good show if they're in character. Book and Renee, if they're in character? If they're in character, I don't see how backstage can work if they're not talking about what they're seeing from a standpoint like we would talk about it, is what I'm saying. Uh, but how can they uh, – yeah. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just don't, I'm saying I don't see how a show like that can work without that. Right. I almost think you, do, you should hit... – no, I mean, if you're going to have Renee and Booker on, a, they, I think they have to be some. I don't think they can all of a sudden be just not what they are on TV. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for shot for that. But I don't think uh, Punk's going to be in a match at Survivor Series or even in a stare down like Cam thinks may happen. I, I don't. I think we're we're ways from it. But something with Brock Lesnar that you know that that's like, oh well, they're not going to do nothing. It's just for that moment, that crowd. Sure. Yeah. All right. And Jabron Jabron chimes in from Vegas. Uh, what's up, fellas? Two questions. Uh, with the current roster, who do you believe could or would? Who could or would? I guess that's what we leave. Leave the WWF, WWE to start doing movies like Rock and Batista. Who do you believe Hollywood is even looking at any of these wrestlers as a potential movie star? I asked this because I was having a debate with a few of my boys, and I said I don't believe any of these wrestlers could be a movie star at this time right now. Uh, not saying it couldn't happen, but I don't see anyone right now. Anybody jump out? That's Riddle? Is the only, yeah, Riddle, but Velveteen for for different reasons, but Riddle for sure, or, or Riddle as well, but Velveteen to me for sure. Yeah, and then um, no one else. I'm immediately thinking about women. Like I don't know, like Charlotte's look has changed like eight times in the last six years. So I don't know if Charlotte 
has that type of quality to it. Like Charlie is me, not a good actor. So I would say no. Well, sure, but I don't think Gina Carano wasn't either, but made a lot more money than anybody with her level of ability mm-hmm. should have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think she also I had think, a, credibility, a different kind of look and credibility. She and especially would be the be the, the the big gimmick, strong strong hero like, or whatever her name was. I thought of Mandy Rose, but I also don't think Mandy Rose has any of that at all. Um, genuinely, I mean, of course Roman Reigns. Of course, Roman Reigns, right? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I could say the to some extent, but I mean, when you say movie star, like Brock or Batista, it's like, well, nobody. Batista no, isn't like Brock, you know, and, and like there's levels to it, but I don't even, yeah, on some level, I, I could see Finn okay. Balor being, uh, you could see Finn Balor being something. in a match. And I mean the movie, not, you know. Movie. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I would say like, like I'm, you know, I'm sure eventually, like I think Humberto Carrillo can get there, and I think that's what they see in him. Um, you know, good-looking Mexican kid. Like I think that can really work for. Him. Um, I, I I'm trying to think of like the women's roster because that seems more accessible, but. I can't really think of anybody offhand that has like a strong quality. Not Lana. Shit. Not Lana. Mm-hmm. We didn't even mm-hmm. talk about that story. Oh God. Um, that's not good. You know, I, I would love to say Ricochet could do that, but he can't act at all. No. He's a little. Yeah, I'm thinking of guys and women that have a just a natural presence about them. That's why I went with. Uh, that's why I went with Finn. And yeah. Uh, you know, he could definitely have a role, especially in doing like a on, on the, British show, like British five show or something. He could strangle somebody with a cold silence. Bianca Belair. Matter of fact, I was going to Bianca say her too, but I think the yeah. women have have to get have to focus so much on being quality wrestlers first, mm-hmm. because you just as a woman, you just can't be. You know, can't be. Can't be average. Can't be. Yeah. I think you have to be credible as a woman female wrestler. Yeah. Um. Um. I'd love to see Buddy Murphy be henchman number three in somebody's movie and kick the shit out of somebody for two minutes. (laughs) I could see. uh, I could see Shinsuke having a having a having a career in Japan and. as you know, as in, in like soap Playing opera, or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, doing something that chintzy and you know fits the culture, you know. But over here, yeah. nah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, who in NXT? I, again, I think I think Riddle really does have that. Um, I think there's a fit for a Cameron Grimes in in movies. I mean, I think Dijakovic can play. It be Kevin Nash and the Punisher. I think he can do that, you know. But like starring this wrestler, um, I, yeah, think, no, I think Riddle and Velveteen are the closest you're gonna get right now, and they're not there. Right, they don't have the superstar part about them that would make them appealing to Hollywood, right. you know. Like, 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 cause think about it. Who 
Kurt Angle and RVD have low budget movies that we've never seen. Bret Hart has a low budget. Even Lonesome Dove. Dove. I'm sorry, Dove. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like if those guys couldn't flip it, you know. And matter of fact, think about how high of a regard you and I had, like a way there as a personality, and he had mm-hmm. to it out. So. Yeah, and he was actually in a movie, so you would have to assume he knows some people, has a phone number. <laughs> He's got yeah. some casting agents fucking, you know, speed dial. <laughs> and yeah, he ain't in shit. So. Uh, second question from Gibran. So I went on StubHub to see how much they were charging for Survivor Series tickets. I've seen something really interesting. They're showing two rings at Survivor Series. I would have to guess that they would be using both rings throughout the night, if this is accurate. Well, takeovers the night before, um, and that's definitely two rings with war games. So I don't know if you were yeah, on the wrong page or if they didn't up, if they didn't update their floor plan for Sunday from Saturday. It'd be wild. It'd be wild if they say, you know what, we're doing war games. That'd be dope. So two nights, two back to back war games. I mean, hey, what can it hurt? Oh, well, war games, the gimmick. I mean, sure, but if NXT, if NXT is really just a third roster and not a developmental roster, then everybody yeah. should have war games. But right. they shouldn't have war games. Like, I'm, I hope I'm stating everybody should not have war games. Um, I don't know if we can fit two calls in, but I'm going to try. Uh, Craig, say something right real off. quick. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Drew McIntyre was the one I was thinking about. I was thinking about that question oh, Monday night, and, and, I'll, and I'll also make sure. Yeah, and also make sure to get to that uh, three-minute voicemail. Shit, thank you for Also, and really quick, um, Xavier Woods could do movies. That's the main guy, but yeah. he can be the black best friend in movies. Yeah. That always says, "Dude, it's gonna work out." He could definitely do. That. He he could definitely he definitely could have been. Uh, in a different different way because he's built different, but he definitely could have been Ron Funches in that single show or, or dating the show with all those singles guys, single guys. Undateable. Undateable, yeah. Thanks, Craig. Let me uh, get to this email here, or this voicemail. And there we go. Y'all. Anyway, a couple questions. So, uh, first one is going to be real easy. Screw or watch? Because I'm trying to tell my friend, he keeps talking that there shit about screw is better than watch. I'm going to slap the fuck out of him. Because screw is fine. You know, you pay attention and you pay respect to the motherfucker who starts the shit. But it's because you probably don't mean you're the best. And clearly he ain't the best. Because his chops is always off time. It, 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 fuck him. So y'all y'all better say what. That's the point. Secondly, uh, your man Seth, dog. Like, can he just go away? Can he just fucking go away? Every time I look at him, I just, look, he, I just see a motherfucker who just breathes toxic masculinity. And I don't know nothing about this dude. Like, he just got that face of smarmy, white, 
college frat bro dickhead all over him. He got that whiny cry baby ass. Dog, I can't tolerate looking at this motherfucker no more. I don't even watch WWE like that. And I had to watch that motherfucker come out against motherfucking Walter. And I'm just looking at this bitch like, I can't look at you, dog. You look like a fucking pimp, dog. And you're simping for Vince McMahon of all the motherfucking things. You got a fine-ass gal on your side. Would you rather simp and rah-rah for Vince McFucking Man? Come on. Thirdly, dog. Third, that motherfucking uh, Mox and Omega shit. I don't never need to see that again. Like, if I want to see that, I would go pay for Big Japan. Like, I don't need to see motherfuckers breaking barbed wire across each other's backs and shit just for the fucking shit to giggles of it. Like, dog, I'm not here for that, dog. Like, I know y'all can wrestle. I mean, I ain't really a big Kenny fan like that. Fuck that, Nick. Can I say Nick? Fuck it. I'm saying Nick anyway. Fuck that, nigga. But Moxley, dog. Like, if you just want to do this shit, man, you, you fucked up. Just go back to CZW, dog. Like, I'm not trying to see fucking blood and guts That's like that. And for 40 fucking minutes, <laughs> y'all, what the fuck is you doing? Now, last question. This is a big one. When you get a fried steak, do y'all call that shit chicken fried or country fried? Because I ain't never done heard no chicken fried. And my homeboy from Pensacola, he telling me it's chicken fried. And I'm like, what the fuck is country fried steak? You go to Bob Evans right now, you're going to see on the thing, country fried steak. You go to Piccadilly, you're going to see country fried steak on the goddamn sign, on the placard there. Where the hell did chicken fried steak come from? Like, that is not chicken. But I'm saying, he's frying like chicken, boo, big fucking deal. And he got cut off. <laughs> he was not done making his chicken, mama. Yeah. So point wow. um, and we we should be fair and tell people like we did have pre-production on this voicemail. Oh yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll go through my points really quick. Uh-huh. Country fried is breakfast. You have it with eggs. Chicken fried is lunch or dinner. You have it with onions and brown gravy. That's the difference. Even though Wait, I, I thought- just say chicken fried. Yeah, I thought I thought you said earlier it was the flip that chicken fried comes with the green with the with the white gravy. Yeah, I've only had it. I've only had chicken fried steak, and it always if you wanted gravy on it, it was always white, like creamy gravy. Yeah, Um, I thought that was the breakfast, but that's the difference. Breakfast and lunch. Yeah, yeah. When I got to Norfolk State, they were like, "You want country fried steak?" I was like. Like the second day in line, like for food, I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and they look at me like, fucking Yankees. Like, uh, uh, it's the steak. Just put it on. Just eat it. You'll like it. And, and it was fire. Uh, yeah. I went, yeah, for sure. Because I used to be, I used to be a skinny fucking kid, right? I, I, I went to college. I was uh, 160 pounds. I got home for Christmas break. I was 182. <laughs> yeah. Chicken fried steak and and naps or chicken fried steak, whatever. I've told um, you on every part I've ever been on. I was mm-hmm. 140 pounds when I got to college, and by the time I got to and that was in summer semester. By the time mm-hmm. I got to spring semester, I was 240 pounds. So no fucking way. I gained 100 pounds. I did. <laughs> Nobody told me I had to work out anymore. That's that's how mm-hmm. much. In Texas, they make you work out. You were working out year-round, and all of a sudden, I didn't have to. But 
Let's digress. We've already agreed on the Dean Ambrose point, the CZW point. I think he made a fantastic point about maybe Brock is right and not agreeing to all the bullshit. Yeah. I do think Seth Rollins would be benefited by putting that blonde patch back in his head, a la a Wiz Khalifa. I, I think. Hey, um, I didn't say that. Yeah. You do what you can. You know, you control what you can. And do it like he. And he should, if he's going to bring it back, bring it back like he let it, because he let it grow out or, you know, slowly kind of just go away. Uh, do the same thing. It's just the tip. And pause. But just yeah. a little bit. And slowly and, bring it uh, back. Yeah, slowly bring it, bring it back to Skunk yeah. Street. I just tightened my, my coat real quick. I just held my, my lapels. Screw versus Watts. It's a very simple conversation. The reason that you pick Watts over Screw is the same reason you pick. Kenny Omega over Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman was saying fantastic. Sean Waltman was fantastic. The pioneers of and Dynamite Kid and whoever else. Yeah. yeah. Juice and Liger. Wait, wrestling? Juice and Liger. They yeah. can't. But they just can't hold it. Like, remember before Ray Mysterio got new knees and then he was trying to get in there with, like, Cedric Alexander and he looked stupid? Yeah. Like, the game just passes you by. So, right. you know. DJ Screw is the innovator. Michael Watts. Uh, I don't even know who Michael Watts is. Cleaning up the yard. But also, DJ. Uh, oh, okay. Like I know who they Pippen. are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screw, DJ Screw is literally the person who invented Screw. Like, invented that sound. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I understand. Will they make a song? Innovator? Will they make a song for Watts when he's dead? Uh, like they did, like they Travis Scott did for. He is dead from from drinking too much lean. They made so other songs about him. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's just authentic. But yes, but you go with like you don't choose Bill Russell over Michael Jordan because Bill Russell was first. Well, do positions. You wouldn't do like fucking Oscar Robinson over Michael Jordan, is it? Like Mike, Mike Michael you, watched I mean, the shit out of. It's still a different position, but you, you wouldn't do. Is it? What, was, what was? You wouldn't choose uh, Bill Russell over Tim Duncan. You wouldn't. Or Shaq. Shaq Whoever you want to put in there. Like yeah. like these things change. We get older. They get better. You know, nobody's pulling out their laser disc player right now to to fucking you know watch nature in the Serengeti. Because it's going to YouTube. They just change it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks to uh, 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 Chili, I think uh, was his name for that email. Uh, okay, let's talk to Darrell if he can be quick about it. Once that smoke begins to clear, let him throw his wet shield away. He's doing whole different. Wow. Are you listening to us and whatever you listening to? Um, multitasking, I guess, man. Mm. Multitasking. Somebody, somebody getting. Somebody getting really. Oh no! Yeah, I just heard yeah, y'all yeah. go on about Michael Watts and um, DJ Screw. Okay. Yeah. Who else is contributing to that part of the conversation? Huh? You're more than capable of contributing to that part of the conversation. Oh yeah. Um, Michael Watts. He, yeah. he just created um, the, um, made it more popular. Let's say that. But I was around when Screw um, came out and did what he did. So. But you know, I go with Michael Watts over to this too. And um, and that was your, uh, like Disney the stuff. Plus experience. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus, 
The only movie I watched, and I watched it five times, was Blank Check because it was the creation of scammers, um, it, uh, the scammer culture in Atlanta. That's so how I, I know you still know. That's how I know you still know. Did you watch Blank Check five times? <laughs> yep, I sure did. I watched it five times. Blank Check. That was that the one where the kid became yeah. uh, like had the mansion and stuff? No, and nigga, nigga, nigga that's the one where the kid got a yeah. blank check. What do you mean? <laughs> he got a blank check and got millions of dollars from these from these killers, <laughs> these robbers. <laughs> he robbed the robbers. What's next, Terrell? Max Keaton's big move. <laughs> that's the only move I need to watch right now. I watch guard moves and wait, uh, wait, and the other stuff later. Yeah, it's that motivation, man. It's a scammer life, and that's what goes on in Atlanta, so you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I done scammed a few people in my life, so shit. It's good to go back on basics and learn the basics. The best phone call. <laughs> Get back to basics. Get your fundamentals, your thieving fundamentals down. Stay uh-huh. fresh. Yep, 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 yep. All right, real quick, hit us with a wrestling question or something so before we go. Okay, uh, wrestling question would be, what do you guys think since, I know y'all didn't talk about this, the ratings was, you could say, was a tie last week. What do you think is going to be this week? And that's my wrestling question. Man, I don't know. I didn't see what the actual rating was. Um, but if you said it was a virtual tie, I, I don't know if it's, I guess that says something about people's, I, that's, I think that bodes well for the numbers come for full gear. And I don't know if they've come out, come out yet or not, but if people were willing to, uh, wanted to see, you know, wanted to see that go home show. Agreed. Then, I think that the follow-ups to full gear is is going to do the numbers. They're in the same for tonight, yeah. The price tag, like, and I'm looking at the card now. They're running back Page and Pack, um, tag team title match with Jericho and Guevara against SCU. Um, so there are big money matches on this show that they're advertising early, um, and I think that's going to supersede show four of an invasion. And Moxley's wrestling in the open. Tonight? Right now. Oh. Well, the music is right on time then. Um, so, yeah. That does it for us this week. Uh, appreciate everybody's uh, uh, participation. What's with Leo Rush's hair? What's going on? Uh, I appreciate y'all emails, y'all calls. Uh, Cam, thanks for... for Bringing your uh, co-host and expert expertise as usual. Um, we will be back next week, same time, same channel. Free folks, it's over for y'all. Uh, but if you are a VIP, get at it. Hit uh, click over and listen to me and Rich uh, for another hour or so of content. And, uh, until next time. Thanks everybody. <laughs>